Hello, it's Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age. Now I'm hyper excited today and people know that that's not usually a really good thing because then I sputter and stutter and I spit because I'm too excited. But here's the reason. My friend Jaden is here today. Now, most of you know Jaden is Jaden Hare from Steamy Kitchen, but Jaden, much like Prince, has changed her name. <laughs> Okay, and rightly so. Jaden, hello, welcome to Women Beyond a Certain Age. I am so happy to reconnect with you again. Oh my, it's been years since I've given you a nice big hug. So virtual hug here, right through the internet right now. Now, let me tell people, Jaden, a little bit, and then we're going to get right to you. I knew Jaden from when her blog came out 17 years ago, <laughs> and we'll talk about that because that's just extraordinary. I knew Jaden, we had many mutual friends when you first started, when the blogging community was very new. Uh, so many of the people were friends and we worked with them, different things. And, and then Jaden did come to ICP once or twice. So I saw you at ICP, Jaden, but mostly, you know, uh, uh, and we talked once or twice. And once I had a question about something and you were kind enough to answer it. And I just, I know we've had conversation. So when all of a sudden, a few years ago, you weren't on my radar like you had been. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, and yes. I saw that you'd moved to Las Vegas and you were closer to your family. And I thought, well, that makes sense, meaning maybe your parents were aging out or just whatever the reason. But then when I've seen you reappear. <laughs> <laughs> like from the ashes. <laughs> you, that's, it's a, you're a phoenix. And you know what? What better story to celebrate, Jaden, than changes and new success? And I mean that not, I, I, when I talk about success, I, I mean, I love money. But <laughs> I'm not usually talking about money success. I'm talking about personal successes that people go through because that's really what makes life worth living to me and in, for your friends. So I need you to tell us, just start, just tell us a little bit, yes, you had Steamy Kitchen and you still have Steamy Kitchen. And what happened? I do. Yeah. 17 years ago, I started this little tiny food blog. Um, what happened was I, I was, I had just given birth, so pumped full of hormones and emotions, right? And uh, we had just moved to Florida, like from San Francisco. And you know, like San Francisco is like culinary Mecca, right? Yes. To this little tiny town called Bradenton, Florida. And uh, I was at a restaurant called Bangkok, Tokyo. And I, I looked up the sign. I'm like, wait, Bangkok, Tokyo. Like in San Francisco, you would never have a Bangkok and a Tokyo. It'd be a Bangkok or a Tokyo, right? And so I'm like, okay, that you know, this is a small town. So, you know, you got to, you know, mash together certain cuisines to make a restaurant. But and I walked inside, I was waiting for my to-go order. And I, I overheard this woman sitting at the sushi bar. And she said, um, to her, she was talking to her friend on her cell phone. And she said, meet me at the Chinese restaurant. I'm having sushi. And I'm like, wait a second, where am I? <laughs> and that's, you know, that's when I decided, okay, I got to do something about this. You know, I have no culinary background. i never went to culinary school. I've never even worked at a restaurant, even as a waitress. And I thought, okay, I'm going to start teaching um, Asian cooking classes here in, in um, Bradenton, Florida. I'm going to teach people the difference between fish sauce and soy sauce and the difference between Laotian cuisine and, um, 
you know, Vietnamese cuisine. So that's how I started Steamy Kitchen. And I, you know, once I started, I thought, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. This is like a tribe. This is my family. I love blogging. And I'm going to figure out a way to make money and make business out of food blogging. And back then, you know, Pinterest was not even a thing yet. Instagram was not even born. So, you know, way back when, Denise, I'm sure you remember, this was the whole different world in the food space, in the online space. It was. And honey, as to see it grow, to see the shifts that it's created, do you know what I mean? Good, good. All I think to me, all of the changes have been great. Do I think, the only thing that I think that's been bad sometimes in Pinterest or Instagram is it creates a false narrative about how people's lives are. But you know what? That's, uh, if that's what you want to believe, okay, believe it. If you can't see that that young woman has um, had an enormous amount of plastic surgery and uses filters, that's on you. (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah, to each their own, right? Um, it, it has evolved so quickly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's good and bad in everything, right? So, right. The, you know, the good parts of Instagram is it inspires you to be creative. It inspires you to learn something new and to see something, you know, the world in different eyes that's is right. how I, I view it. And so, you know, that's what I love about the, the online world, but yeah, it's very different these days. <laughs> you know what? If you don't, if things don't change, Jaden, if the world doesn't change, if your job doesn't change, if your children don't grow, if you're, do you know what I mean? If you don't move, um, how boring life would be. I mean, you know what I mean? That the challenges of life make life more interesting, whether people want to believe that or not. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. You and I, I know this. I look back and I think to myself, "Mm, I could have handled that a little bit better when I look back at things, but in, but if you're doing the best you can and things have to change, then I suggest you jump on the horse and ride and change with it. Do you know what well, I mean? I, yeah. I always say you either change or die. There's That's no right. other option. There's no such thing as staying exactly the same. If you are a living being, there's no such thing. You can be a rock <laughs> or you can, you know, or, you know, every living thing either changes, adapts or dies. That's, uh, right. that's just the reality of it. Now, tell people, Jaden, you don't have to, but you have an entire staff that works with you. So even during COVID, Simi Kitchen kept going, you make money from it, and you don't have to work all the time on it so that you are free to be able to do new things. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. You know, I went through... Steamy Kitchen has gone through lots of different rebirths and and lives, I'd like to say. Um, You know, right now I have a beautiful staff. I have um, Amanda who runs, helps me run the business. And, you know, she runs everything, but she's based in Mexico. Um, I have an assistant here. Her name is Dre. She helps me with social media. She helps me with video editing and it just just does, has so many talents. Then I also have a tech staff that's based in, in Washington. So I have people that help me run Steamy Kitchen because it's a big site. We get like three to 5 million page views a month on Steamy Kitchen. It is just, it just keeps on going. That's a big site. Yeah. And you know, I built, um, 
I don't know if you're familiar with Tim Ferriss, but he wrote this book called Four Hour Workweek. And that's exactly what I built was a, it was a four hour workweek business where I have systems in place and I have a business that kind of just runs by itself. And so that, like you said, it gives me the brain space and the emotional space and the, you know, the financial breathing space to pursue different, different things that I love doing. So whether that be creating art or, you know, diving into, um, you know, um, growing mushrooms that we'll talk about a little bit later, it gives me that brain space, the heart space and the financial breathing space. It's Jaden, it's admirable. And let me tell you, because you are so honest and we will talk about Jaden has a new book out, not what she has three cookbooks. <laughs> want to know more about Jaden and Cindy puts this all up Jaden when you, we brought here people will go to your website have others <laughs> you know they can go to the steamy kitchen it, it there's a lot of information and you've been very open and honest about it which is why when you first I saw you again and the reason Jaden and I'm sure you had been on Twitter I do do Instagram not that much but I'm on Facebook so when all of a sudden because that's my generation <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, and I don't, and the only reason is, is that with Twitter, and this was my thing, I would say things, Jaden, when I was speaking or being somewhere and people would repeat it and they would go viral, but then I would get like really nasty. You know what I mean? People didn't. Right. And I found Twitter to just be um, a toilet. So I decided I didn't want to swim in Twitter. So that's why yeah. when I lose people, I know it's just because I'm not probably on a platform that they are. But when I saw you on Facebook and you were so honest about that you'd had some life changes. Mm, I did. Yeah. And these are beautiful <laughs> changes. And yet your business has done nothing but better. And you've just, you've, you've resurfaced with a whole new attitude and a whole new life, which is what women beyond for me is all about. See, I think women are the most adaptable creatures on the planet. We have to be. Do you know what I mean? Right. right. I just so tell us <clears throat> everybody who's listening that because it all sounds very glossy. It does sound glossy, doesn't it? I've been through <laughs> and I've, I've been through a lot of heartache. Yeah, I'm not where I am. That. Yeah. Because yeah. you know the highlight reel is nice and shiny and beautiful, right? It, it sparkles, <laughs> but underneath the highlight reel, all the work that went into it and all the heartache and pain, um, I, you know, I, I was doing a lot of television uh, when I first started Steamy Kitchen, like, you know, food blogging just came and we're like, oh my gosh, a food blogger, you know, this is, this is great. Come on TV and talk about it. So, you know, my career in it, I got a cookbook deal within six months of starting the blog. It happened so fast and it happened so fast that all of a sudden I woke up and I was like, where am I? You know, where I'm in New York, my kids are, my kids are babies and they're in Florida. I never got to see them because I was always traveling for business and doing, going to Chicago for a television experience, um, um, taping and then going to New York. And I was in the lobby of the food network waiting for a meeting. And I was like, uh, why am I so unhappy? Like I'm so close to getting to where I wanted and having my own show, but why am I so unhappy? And it was because I wasn't running the business and doing life on my terms. It was on someone else's terms. And it was the producer saying, okay, come tomorrow to Chicago. We'll tape this. Yeah. Uh, and I wasn't seeing my babies, you know, and uh, I just realized, okay, I got to, I can do anything. I, I can build this business in any and shape it in any way that I want. How do I want to shape this business? And so I had to reinvent Steamy Kitchen to be something that was purely online based where I wasn't at the whim of a producer, right? 
Uh, and, you know, social, like you mentioned on Twitter, like t- Twitter's a toilet. It absolutely is a toilet. You know, I left Twitter when I had over 100,000 followers. I'm like, I quit this because this is so toxic. And I spiraled in a really deep depression where I did, I refused to work. I uh, just, I hid from everybody. I never went to another conference. Uh, and even if I did um, have a conference that I was putting on, I would hide in the back. And I did not want to talk to people because I was so depressed. I was in a marriage that I was married to my best friend. Great. But it was a loveless marriage. It was, it was, a, I had sex twice a year. You know, I did not feel beautiful. I was so depressed about myself that I couldn't let my ex-husband love me as well. So um, it really was a dark place. It's the most honest comment. And the reason I'm so grateful that you're sharing this, I know that there are hundreds of millions of women out there, not hopefully not that many, but I know there's people that are listening to this. I know a lot of women that are unhappy, okay? And they're depressed. Now, is it dramatic enough that they need to get divorced? <laughs> no. <laughs> I know, Jenna, I told you this, my first marriage, when I said I'm leaving, he seemed so surprised, okay? And it was dramatic because I'd spent the last 10 years putting him through college, dental school, oh. surgery school, you name it. So I was in deep, okay? Right. So I had, which was my generation, more generational. I hope young women still don't do this. But, you know, it was, I, w- I worked, I could make money, he went to school. So when all of a sudden I said, I'm getting out, people said, you can't do that, Denise, you know, because our finances were all tied into the future of his success. Mm. And Jaden, it's a very difficult situation. And so, but the same thing, I didn't love him anymore. Right. Okay? Well, in, in my case, uh, I did love him. Uh, I didn't love me. There you know, I became someone that was just dark. It was like almost like a black hole. And if I didn't love me, how do I expect someone else to love me? And, uh, you know, I I had a lot of work to do. And I started with like movement in my body Uh, the biggest way to 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 create change is to move your body. And so I ended up losing 40 pounds. (laughs) I started weightlifting and I started, you know, paying attention to myself and the way I looked because I I, in my marriage, I didn't feel beautiful. I didn't feel desired. Right. Sex twice a year does not sustain a, a woman. Right or anybody for that matter, even animals, right? So I started loving myself and I started taking care of myself. Losing the weight and shedding the weight was huge. And that gave me the confidence to say, okay, what's next? Because now that I, if I can do this, I can do anything. And, uh, you know, divorce was the right option for me. Um, that's not the right choice for everybody, you know, but that was the right option for me. And that, um, that was like three years ago that I, over three, three and a half years ago that I, uh, we separated. And Oh my gosh, that's the, I am like, you, I'm just brimming with joy and self-love now. You know, there's a big difference between the black hole that I was in and, you know, the space that I command now. One of the things you just said though, Jaden, I don't think anybody can ever go wrong taking care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And again, what you said, women are not always good at that. Okay. Women take care of their children and the dog and the mailman and their husband and their family and their parents. They don't always leave. You know, when you say you are a black hole, I just wonder, and I, I'm certainly not arguing with you. You know who you are. You sounded to me like you were just empty. 
Do you know what I mean? Because you couldn't love yourself. You were empty. Well, how exhausting. Of course, you just wanted to be alone. Do you know? Yeah, I filled that emptiness with alcohol is what I did. (laughs) I I would drink, you know, I'm, I'm small. I'm five, not even five, two. Okay. I'm I'm a small girl, I'm petite, petite girl, but I can out drink any man. (laughs) I years and years of being an alcoholic and drinking over a bottle of wine myself every single day by myself, you know, that's what filled the emptiness in me and is so destructive. I know. And again, not unusual. Right. Not unusual at all. And, but, you know, I didn't think I would, I wouldn't tell myself, oh, I'm, I'm not an alcoholic. I can control this. It's only wine. It's expensive wine. <laughs> you know? Alcoholics don't drink expensive wines. <laughs> and then, you know, over time, I'm like, well, you know, this cheap wine tastes just as good as expensive <laughs> wine. <laughs> the spigot wine tastes just as good as my $40 bottle. <laughs> and so, you know, I would spigot wine every single night. And it was just so self-destructive, uh, you know, in, in the end, you know, I know where we're getting to, to the point where, what, what was the turnaround point? What was that aha moment? Yeah. And, um, that big aha moment was, uh, you know, I was at a friend's house and I said, oh, I need coffee. Can you get me some coffee? He goes, I don't have coffee up here, but I'll be right back and I'll get you some. So he comes back with a cup of coffee and I'm like, well, where's yours? And he said, oh, I don't do coffee, but this is what I do. And he, plops down a big mason jar full of mushrooms. And I'm like, oh, what are you gonna do? Make miso soup, you know? <laughs> I don't, I didn't, it didn't compute. Like, I'm like, oh, these are just dried mushrooms. But they were, um, you know, they were magic mushrooms. And he goes, this is my coffee. And he microdosed and he put like, I'll, I'll show you, I'll show you what it is. Um, and I was, I became so curious. This is just mushroom in this little capsule. And he taught me about microdosing. He taught me about, you know, the benefits of microdosing. And then he set me off and I just started doing my own research. And I started like, oh my gosh, you know, there is not a whole lot of research or clinical trials around psilocybin or magic mushrooms. And I just wanted to find out more. And I, you know, I'd say like, you know, this whole journey has absolutely changed my life. It's kind of like, um, taking all the filters off, all the Instagram filters off and just living life as is. And uh, that was, that was a massive shift in my life. Well, honey, that's why when I saw you, so you were talking about, and so the listeners realize Jaden has a new book out called microdosing. Um, and it's uh, microdosing your, in your journal. I'm sorry. I don't remember the name, the micro. The microdosing guide in journal is basically a daily journal for people who are on their microdosing journey, because this is all so it's actually not new. You know, we've been using mushrooms for thousands of years, right? This is purely from nature. Like in the capsule is one ingredient and it's not from a pharmaceutical. It's from the forest. Right. Um, And, you know, I, I created a journal because when I was going through my own microdose journey, uh, I was writing you know, I was just writing notes on pieces of paper and then I would lose the papers and there was no really good way to track my progress. And I always say that if you don't track your progress, you never know where you are. Is something working or not working? Okay. So I saw you advertising microdosing at the moment that I read it, Jaden, I thought, do I know what that is? (laughs) I just want to in your, and I just suggest to people and they should, there's a Kindle version. There's now a hard copy version on Amazon or it will be on Amazon soon. So Jaden was kind enough to send me the PD, the PDF. And I've been reading this book for two days. It's 
So well written, Jaden. Thank it's you. I have to tell you. So one of the pages, what is microdosing? And you write, which I absolutely love, microdosing can include a variety of substances, psychedelic or not. In fact, you might already be microdosing with caffeine or cannabis, sipping in an energy drink to battle that afternoon low, or eating half a CBD gummy before bed are also forms of microdosing. So see, I think it's really important for people under to understand, Jaden, which is why also, if they're interested at all, they have to read your book. But here's the reason. You're talking about drinking too much wine at nighttime. Mm. You, I know, I, I said this to you, I knew that you were playing more tennis and there's nothing, but you were playing so much tennis. Right. Uh, what is she running from? <clears throat> I don't remember if you remember this, but because I worked with Jane Fonda years ago, her father, when she had those big, you know, all her gyms, and it was fabulous. And she's such a wonderful woman and she's had such a journey. But she was, you know, this fitness guru with all the videos. And her father said to her one day, Jane, what are you running from? <clears throat> and right. she's huh? Because there was just she she was doing 10 classes a day. Do you know what I mean? So it right. was two or three, she was just, she couldn't stop. So I think that speaking to microdosing, in your book, you also talk about ADD. You talk about how many people, see this is to me this all in the same ball of wax, how many people in America take Prozac? It's a mood elevator. It's a way to people. So <clears throat> what you're, and it's been around, microdosing has been around probably since people you know what I mean? So <laughs> Jesus was at the last level. They were probably microdosing at the last supper. But I'm just saying it's so phenomenal to me that you've done this research because it's no different than any of the other things that people do. Do you know what right. I'm saying? Like your cup of coffee in the morning or, a you know, a, 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 my ex-father-in-law used to have his seven and seven at night, just but just one. <laughs> And that was, you know, that was the end of the, the ritual that signaled, you know, time to relax. Absolutely. Um, so there's many form, many things that you can microdose with. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that most of us have are microdosing on something. Uh, I think microdosing now is now attached to psychedelics, which is great because things like mushrooms or, you know, some people microdose on, on LSD and, and that's for creativity. Um, that, but microdose, like the most important word in micro, part of the word is micro. It's a subperceptual amount of uh, a psychedelic. So that means if I take something and I feel it and I feel funny, I've taken too much. Yeah. So it's beyond. It's it's a level below perceptual. And for me, this is like my daily vitamin, and it gives me just that uh, breathing room to uh, not spin. <laughs> and as you were saying, you were so right. I was playing so much tennis every day, three times a day, but it was to run away from something else and run away from unhappiness and run away from marriage. And, you know, I got my body moving. Okay. I lost all this weight. Great. Now I don't know what to do. You know, I'm just going to keep moving my body because I know nothing else. And it keeps me from having to be stressed and to be unrealized, like stop realizing like, oh shit, I'm kind of unhappy, you know? And so it, it was absolutely running away from something. When honey, when I used to work, I loved what I did, Jaden, I'm not complaining, but I could work 50, 60 hours a week. Do you know what I mean? And Cindy, 
I mean, we worked all the time, but here's the thing. One night my husband said to me, you know, Denise, there's, and I would just come home then, take a shower, have a glass yeah. of water, get in bed, go to sleep. <clears throat> he said to me one night, honey, I need to say to you, there's more to life than work and going to sleep. And when he first said it to me, I remember, well, that's the strangest comment I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. I thought, hmm, because Jaden, I didn't really have any hobbies. I didn't, you know what I mean? I mean, everything, it was just all about work, work, right. work, 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 and then more work. And can we work and still write a book? <laughs> can we work and can I still do demos on Saturday? Can I work and still go on a cruise, but I work on the cruise? Yes. So, but it wasn't as apparent to me how I was, what I was doing because I didn't want to look at it. And you've made this point and you make this point in your book so well. When you have any behavior that's exaggerated, to me, it's time to really look inside. And not everyone wants to do that. Okay. Right. right. That is so true. It's hard work. It's hard work. It's deep, dark work that has to be done. Um, and we, I think we, we talked a little bit more um, earlier. Like it's either you you change and adapt or you die. There's no, there's, you know, there's no other choice for living beings. And to do the hard work is adapting, changing to, you know, versus just treading water. And when you, you talk about different brain disorders in your book, because I have had, and when I was a kid, it was just called ADD. I said that before. And now they call it ADHD. Now, Jaden, again, as a child, all it, every report card said the same thing. We guess she's bright, but who really knows? <laughs> She can't focus and she talks too much and she's hyperactive. They used to call us hyperactive when I, in my generation. Right. She's hyperactive or she can't focus. So, but as I got older, now, could I do a lot of different things at once? Yes. Now that wasn't, that was a good skill for a chef. Do you know what I mean? I really right. could do 500 things at one time and do them all pretty well. But as I started to age one night, again, when I'd met Kenny, my husband came home and he had a Time magazine with him and he held it up and it said ADH in adults. And he said, I brought this magazine for you. <laughs> I said, what? He said, well, I, I think it could be helped to you. And as I was reading it, Jaden, I thought, oh, no one ever diagnosed me. Do you know what I mean? Right. But I know that <clears throat> I, I went to, into therapy for several years and her rule to me, which I always try to say to people, she taught me to prioritize, which was another word for focus. Mm, okay. nice. So, and I also went into therapy because I was tired of being depressed. Do you know what I mean? Again, the glossy outside people say, oh, you've got it made. As different things happened in my career, I thought, this doesn't feel like I've got it made. Right. Do you know what I, mean? so I had my own um, set of depression, which people never would believe me when I'd say I'm depressed. They'd say, oh, you're not. My, my parents, my sister would say, oh, you're always happy. You're not depressed. So it's a difficult thing to start on a journey when people won't even acknowledge it. You know what I mean? Won't even you know, here's a scary stat is one in 10 Americans are on SSRIs. Of course. One in 10. And you know, the side effects of that medication is worse than the anxiety or depression sometimes, you know, and to, 
for so many people to feel that anxiousness and depression, the label depression, uh, and, and to take a pharmaceutical medication just to numb it. You know what, SSRIs will, yes, maybe help you with depression, but it also prevents you from feeling the highs of life as well, the, the big joys and, and to feel happy. You can't, you're almost stunted on both ends, right? I, honey, I took Prozac. Jaden, I would say for about eight or nine years, between 50 and 60. Now, I succumbed to them, and I really mean it, but I did it for exactly that. I was just tired of the highs and lows, okay? I felt like I couldn't, I was always fighting the highs and lows. But then one day, and also, and I will say this, and this is not, this is just my own body and what I'm feeling. I know that hormones played an enormous role in depression with me and um, highs and lows. So as I was approaching menopause, I realized that I didn't need Prozac any longer, that I was going to ride out what I had. And my menopause symptoms were for a very long time, but not that horrible. So I just learned to deal. You know what I mean? Right. I, and they, I took some uh, bioidentical hormones, but to be honest with you, I couldn't really make, it didn't make enough difference for me. And my gynecologist said, you know, if I were you, I'd get off of them because of, there are, can be side effects from that. So what you're saying and what I read in your book, honey, is so appropriate. And, um, and then I just learned that I could work these things. So, but what the day I said to my doctor, I'm not taking the Prozac anymore. I'll never forget it. Hmm. Oh, you can't just quit. <laughs> you can't just quit. <laughs> just quit. I said, what are you talking about? And I read about it and people would say, oh no, you can't just quit. I said, well, you know what? I think I am. I'm just going to quit and I'm going right. to be just fine. And guess what? I quit. I, I'm, I'm just saying for me again, I'm not a doctor. I'm certainly right. not giving people medical advice, but I think, and you say this in your book, several times about taking control of your own life right and we're not taught to do that no and here's the funny thing is like we are so good at taking care of everything else about our bodies like if we're in pain we go to the doctor if we you know to go on a walk every day or some people go to the gym and work out and to, to to you know to live longer and to be healthier but you know how many americans actually take charge of taking care of the most important organ in your entire body, which is your brain. The most important organ in your whole entire body, like without the brain, you don't exist. Right. And uh, that's why I want to encourage people to, you know, do research, dive into your, your, your uh, Google search engine and like look things up on how to increase your, your brain capacity or take care of your brain and things like psychedelics aside, um, functional mushrooms like lion's mane, chaga, reishi, turkey tail, things that are, you know, just um, mushrooms that have medicinal benefits. They're proven to help you with your cardiovascular health, but more importantly, your brain health, especially lion's mane. I love that section of your book. And I told Jaden right before we started recording, Jaden, I'm going to a nursery, <laughs> getting myself. That was one of the videos that I watched of you, honey, that I absolutely loved. Um, and also that's all this information, all Jaden's information. When we broadcast this, we will um, put it up. I'm going to grow some mushrooms. I want to grow lion's mane mushrooms. 
I love it. Oh gosh. It is growing lion's mane mushrooms are so much fun because they're, they don't look like regular mushrooms. They look like this giant puffy ball with cascading um, tentacles that look like the mane of a lion. That's why it's called lion's mane, but it is so good for your brain health. And there's hundreds of studies done on lion's mane mushrooms and other functional medicinal mushrooms that are outside of psychedelic society, you know, uh, that are just so good for you. You know, what's interesting to me, Jaden, people hear the word psychedelic and I think they're frightened of it. Okay. Now I grew up in the sixties. I knew I practically dated Timothy Leary. Okay. <laughs> I am not afraid of the word psychedelic. I also need people to know I ate magic mushrooms mm. in the seventies, in the early seventies, they grew wild in Canada and they, we would buy these bags of them and it just tasted like you were chewing dirt. They tasted horrible. Yeah. You would eat them. And of course, in the 60s also, I mean, at the beginning of the time, we ate mescaline. Okay. Mm. None of this was all just we ate. No one said, oh, these drugs can kill you. We all said, no, no, free, you know, don't tell us what to do and free my mind. And right. so Grace Slick talked about it every day. So in my generation, that was not a scary word. I knew what it meant. It meant, and what to me it's always meant is mind expansion. Right. Do you know what I mean? That you, I mean, so it's fascinating to me. I know that it, you, you told me, and I read it in your book, that it's illegal. Psychedelics are still illegal in our country. Well, so was marijuana 20 years ago. Right. Okay. So the feeling is, for all, and I know so many people that never smoked pot. Of course, my in my generation, we all smoked pot. Right. And I mean, honey, my whole, and then there was cocaine. Now, there's <laughs> never a more horrible drug than any of us should have been taking than cocaine. But I had a good run on a couple of years. <laughs> so, so actually, I want to talk about something old and something new. Um, the old is... Uh, the mushrooms still taste like crap. <laughs> they still taste like dirt. Okay. That has not changed. <laughs> and you can still go out and uh, in many areas of the country of the world and pick mushrooms. And that is the one ingredient. Um, then what's new about it is microdosing. And what's new about it is a lot of the studies that are coming out. So John Hopkins did a study and they said that psilocybin assisted therapy is so helpful for PTSD, for trauma, for anxiety, for depression. And uh, in fact, it's, it's 40% more effective than SSRIs. Wow. So what would you rather take a pharmaceutical that gives you side effects or go out in nature, pick one little thing that as God has given us and use microdose that for, for anxiety, for depression, for PTSD or ADHD or all the other acronyms that we've come up with as yeah. humans, right? Yeah. To, to put labels on something that yeah. is really, really is human experience. That's, that's brilliant, Jaden. That's a brilliant way to put it. No, I totally, I told, Jaden and I had a pre-pro and we hadn't talked. So we talked last week. And as I said to you, Jaden, I mean this from, and this again in our society, people that may have never smoked dope, all of a sudden are finding themselves at a pot dispensary, buying the cream that they rub on their old ancient knees and <laughs> that it's helpful. Okay. And one of the things, so my nieces that are grown women now, just gorgeous, smart. We don't know how they turned out so well. I say to my sister all the time, 
where did we get them? <laughs> They're just like these incredible young women. So I was up visiting and they said, Nisi, come on, we're going to the dispensary. And I hadn't been to a dispensary before that. Mm. And I said, oh, I thought we'd go to the park and have a picnic or maybe the zoo. <laughs> they were like, oh, poor Nisi. And so they put me in the car. I felt like a grandma. But you know, I, I tried CBD oil, Jaden, when I was having a, some joint problem and I took it for six months it drops and it made a huge difference mm -hmm. in my and again I'm not promoting this for people don't believe me but I know several people that were friends of mine said oh my god I'd never put that in my body mm -hmm. as they were drinking their third gin and tonic do you know I know I right <laughs> <laughs> that's funny they would like absolutely um they were horrified. I said, no, I did some research. And then several friends of mine, their children had gone into the business of selling CBD oil yeah. and, and it was pure and it was the be the highest quality. And I did all the research and you know what? It changed. It helped me enormously. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's you know, a couple things come to mind. Um, I hope that psilocybin will follow the path of cannabis. Uh, cannabis has done the hard work of paving that, that path onto alternative medicines, which is fantastic and great. But there are also, you know, you walk in a dispensary now, it's bright lights, beautiful casing, tons of marketing, how much money goes into that, right? And now it's all about the money and it's all, you know, and then, and of course there are, are uh, brands and dispensaries that really care about your health and well-being. Um, and I hope that, you know, mushrooms and can go that path of God, this is from nature. You know, this is, this is, this is a gift that we can use to supplement our health and our well-being. And it doesn't have, you don't have to go to a shiny dispensary to, you know, to get the benefits. Uh, you can learn to grow your own. Now you grow some of your own mushrooms, don't I you? Do. I do. And I, you know, cause I don't have my personal drug dealer. I'm a mom of two teenage boys. I'm, you know, I, 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 I don't have a drug dealer on my speed dial. So I had to learn. And I, as I was doing my research, I'm like, you know what, what better way to take care of my own health and take control than to learn how to grow it from a spore. And that that's what I did. And so, oh, just for, for months, all I did was like, just talk and sing to these baby mushrooms. In fact, I have one right here. I know we're doing this as a podcast, but um, I, I can see you on the screen and you can see this little mushroom. It's a white albino mushroom um, that I just harvested this morning. This is fresh. This goes, will go in the dehydrator. And then it'll look like a, you know, uh, a shriveled, shriveled mushroom. I'll show you one that um, came out of the dehydrator. Actually, this one came out of the freeze dryer. Uh, this is a different strain, so it's not all white. It's but I had to teach myself all of this because, you know, there's no how to grow magic mushrooms book on, on you know, at the bookstore uh, because it is still illegal. So, you know, there's a lot of risks that does come with me being public and talking about this. But to me, this is my life work. This is I finally found something where my voice matters, you know, before. You know, I, you know, before, yes, I, I wrote cookbooks and yes, I go on TV and I teach people how to, you know, cook easy meals, but this really does matter. And like, I feel so called, like, this is my duty. Like I have to do this, that it, you know, I am willing to take the risk to, to spread the word. It totally comes across in your book. <laughs> Thank you. Now I had I pulled out another quote and I just want to repeat this. And it's right out of your book. Having the courage 
to dig deeper into yourself. Okay. okay. It's huge. And that's why you're growing your own mushrooms, which I <laughs> is absolutely, I mean, I'm not kidding. I can't say enough nice things about the book. I can't say enough nice things that I learned just from reading the first half of it. I'm going to start read more when we get off our podcast today. So I want you to say the name of your book again. It's the microdosing guide and journal by Jaden Ray. That's me. Um, and you know, it will be yeah, the courage it's actually out on Amazon now. Super excited. We just launched this week and so grateful that you reached out. And, uh, last week I was like, Oh, wow, this is perfect. Perfect timing. Um, yeah, my, my life work is about spreading the message of like, not take magic mushrooms. My, my message is do your own research. That's right. Take control. Right. See, when you were trying to explain it to me at first and you were talking about the journal and then when I had the pages in front of me, which I think this is your micro dosing journal, it's, uh, but also you're really, you're talking about a, a journal. If all of us, mm -hmm. I say this to people all the time. If you keep a journal, I'm so grateful I did keep journals most of my life, Jaden, because now I'm pulling from them for different things that I want to remember in my life. And especially some of the sad pages I wrote in this horrible time in my life, but I read them, I think, I am so glad I am not that girl. <laughs> okay. But keeping a journal about your moods and stuff can help you get stronger and you can, it's so, I just want to say people, if you're interested in this at all to our audience, you want to read Jaden's book because I think that it could help, you know, when you, you know, this Jaden, I'm sure you have, it. I have friends that live with chronic pain. It's a tough, I mean, chronic pain. So then the chronic pain of course makes them down. Do you know what I mean? And then right. They're in these depressive swirls that they can't get out of. You know, it's like when talking, when you were talking about you were in a black hole, I used to call it the black cloud of Calcutta. <laughs> like I'd be in a great mood and all of a sudden I'd feel this black cloud of Calcutta coming right towards me. Right. Or as my husband said, he'd say, you, it's like you wake up Gidget and then you go to bed, Betty Davis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it, 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 our moods, our brains, it's, it, it just can, it's so important. And it's just not something that we're taught. You know, there is, a, everyone has this voice in their heads, right? The, this voice in your head, and it can be a bully. A lot of times people who are depressed or have anxiety, that voice in your head is a bully. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the one thing that um, microdosing has given me is now that voice in my head is my ally, not a bully. And uh, I'll say, you know, two words are very, very important to me now. Um, authenticity, like I am who I, I say I am, like this is what I stand for. And then the second word is congruency. And a microdosing has given me those two things, especially congruency. So that means the voice in my head aligns with the love and intention of my heart, which aligns with the energy in my actions that I show to people, show to the world. And that, those three things are aligned. And to me, that's congruency. And that was the biggest thing that I got from um, microdosing was, you know, having just uh, growing the roots deep in, in the ground and having that solidness and that, um, that focus. And, uh, you know, it's almost like uh, if you're a tree growing deeper roots. I, you are so smart. Now, 
I hope people have been able to, this is longer than we usually talk, Jane, but I know this. I think you are absolutely fascinating. So I hope that people have listened to the entire podcast. I want to tell them that your information will all be up on our Facebook page and on our website. And also that Jaden, now that the book is just launching, I want you to come back in three months and be a guest because I bet you're going to get letters from people that we won't tell their names. We won't, we won't, but I know that you will, you can share with us information of what your book has done to help people. Oh, thank you so much. Love that. It would be so helpful. Thank you. Yes. I would be honored to come back. Absolutely. Is there anything I didn't ask (laughs) you want to say? Gosh, you know, I think the last thing I want to leave you with is actually there's two things. Um, One is I know that, you know, when you are in, um, allow things to swirl around you and affect your mood, like you wake up happy and then you go to bed like a totally different person. Um, I tell people to imagine you have a protective dome around you, a big protective dome, and you can let things, you choose what you let into your dome and be very, very mindful of your home of your home, uh, you know, physical home. Yes. But also be mindful of the space, your home, your, your, your energy, right? You can let things in that you want to let the good energy in and everyone else, you can still interact with them. Uh, It's a, it's a transparent dome. So you can still interact with them, but they have to stay outside of that protective dome. And that when you guard your energy and you guard your space like that, it, it, it prevents you from being swayed in the wind, you know, well put. Yeah. So, you know, I, and I, sometimes I also imagine like, uh, I'm shooting gold strands, gold strands of joy and gold strands of happiness from my, you know, that I, I envelop people in, in gold strands so that they can have a little taste of my, uh, you know, happiness and authenticity. And like I said, congruency. Um, but you know, you know, having, being very mindful of who you let in your home. That's right. Is so important. I think one of the things I always loved, Jaden, when that expression that was going around is talk to the hand. Yeah. I have a dear friend that I've had to let go of because the toxicity just became, I've put up with it and stuff, but you know what? I'm tired of deflecting it. I'm tired of putting the energy in yeah. to deflecting it. Yeah. It's exhausting. It's absolutely exhausting. And, you know, I also invite your listeners to ask themselves a couple of questions. And that is, um, you know, setting the intention of your life, the path of your life, and what sparks you, what ignites you, and what fuels you. So let's start with spark. That's spark is like what's it sparks set off a burst of energy. So what like sparks your life, what sparks your imagination? And to me, that's like seeking novelty. So that's being curious about something. And so anytime I'm bored, I'm like asking myself, okay, what can I be curious about? What can I learn? Um, the next thing is ignite. And that's, um, you know, when you ignite something, it catches fire. So what ignites, you know, what catches fire in your heart, in your spirit, in your soul and pursue that for me, that's one of my life mottos is to create magical moments every day for other people, for myself, for my other people, people that I love. How can I, every day I ask myself, how can I create a magical moment right now? to a stranger, doesn't matter. And then the last thing is, you know, what fuels you? And that is what sustains the fire. And to me, I have this tattooed on my arm. Uh, this is my, another life motto I have. And on my arm, I have simple pleasures deeply felt. Love. That's my fuel. 
that's the, I, that's when I turn inwards and say, okay, this is what fuels me is finding simple pleasures and like really deeply feeling them and taking the time and blocking everything out and just really focusing on the simple pleasures. I think your simple, simple pleasures deeply felt could be another journal. <laughs> yeah. That's mm. Honey, I cannot thank you enough for your valuable time today. Thank you so much. Thank you. And, and see you again. <laughs> And people, if you want to contact us, most of the time we we do get questions or we get comments on womanbeyond at iCloud.com. If people, sometimes people don't want to leave the message where other people can read it. So then they, they're welcome to private message me or Cindy. And Jaden, again, I cannot thank you enough. I cannot thank you enough. I'm so grateful for you. And what we'll do, Jaden, is when you come back, um, we can then we'll have a drawing and we'll one of your book in, you know your book can be a gift a giveaway to people. Oh, I love it. We haven't we have several fabulous books and the only reason we haven't had a giveaway is because I'm too lazy. <laughs> Maybe I'll be inspired when we have yours because I just think that people should. I, you know what? Mind expansion sometimes can happen even without the mushroom. Yes, absolutely. It's asking yourself a better question to get a better answer. And that's, that comes from Tony Robbins. And I was, I was, uh, you know, Scott, my ex-husband, he worked for Tony Robbins for seven years as a lead trainer. So I have, you know, I have a whole background in personal development, but ask, you know, he always says, ask a better question to get a better answer. You want a better answer? Ask a different I question. I recognize that I was a Tony Robbins baby. Oh my gosh. I read, I listened to Tony Robbins, met Tony Robbins a couple of times, mm. but then we worked with Jorge Cruz, who was one of Tony's offsprings, the weight loss guru. Yeah. So I know Tony Robbins, but I, mm. I loved him. I, I listened to his tapes for years. Yeah. And, and I'll say like, you know, listen to the message, not the messenger. It's the message. Like, that's what I respect about Tony Robbins is the message that he, he has a big voice and he has a really great way to present information, new information that actually gets you to take action to, to change. Right. And, you know, I don't respect him as a person personally, but I love the message. Pay attention to the message, not the messenger. You know what? Jane, that's part of growing up, isn't it? Yeah. There are many people that I've admired. Then I've met them and I thought, oh. <laughs> and mm. I thought, I don't even like this person. Right. But I learned something. I learned that that's, again, pick your poison, pick your choices, pick, mm -hmm. your, pick your uppers. I've learned that, pick. you just said it, pick the mess, you know, take the message and not the messenger. Not the messenger. And I, I also say, pick the good waves, like, like a surfer. He's very careful which wave he picks and he gets on a wave. Ah, it's not quite right. I'm going to jump on another one. Jump on a different wave. If something doesn't work for you, jump on a different wave, but pick the good waves. Don't just take, don't just pick on any wave and ride any wave that you see coming your way. Like be picky, like a surfer. That's right. Well, again, everyone, comments, questions. Thank you for people that contact us. Thank you, Jaden. Thank you, Cindy. Cindy, who keeps the track, the train on the tracks. And let me tell you something. I say that every week. It ain't all that easy. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Jaden. Thank you so much. 
You're just a pleasure. Woman Beyond a Certain Age, and there's usually a new broadcast every Sunday morning, and you and Cindy tells people when it's going to be and who's the guest. Thanks, Jaden. Thanks. Thank you so much. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye-bye.